0: hello welcome to random access memories that was a weird Hi. introduction Hello. <laughs> <laughs> this week i'm joined by my other co-host from uh, simply syndicated gaming news emma foster hello hello it's a pleasure to have you here in the oh, random access thank memory you. studio
1: thank you very much for having me it looks remarkable like all the other studios i'm in usually
0: it's very similar <laughs> they, they yeah. all look a lot like a room in your house
1: yeah, um, I'm noticing that as it goes on. Um, it, it's it's nice that I've moved to a to a room where this is all, mostly nearly all I do in that in this room, which is uh, which is quite a nice thing of having a, a different house than when I started podcasting. But um, yeah, um, I'm uh, always turn up here and um, not surprised it's the same as the last time. Yeah. So there we
0: go. <laughs> I I have to have a separate. I can't do it with anyone watching me. That oh, that no, no, is no. agony. Not even Alison. It's it's weird. I can't do it in the room. So I have to be no, in a separate but I, room.
1: I would feel that um it would it would just be a bit like when I'm talking to my mum on the phone otherwise, where um occasionally Chuck feels the need to kinda of throw something in <laughs> and then I'm relaying what he said to my mum and then my mum replies and I tell him and it's it's that thing. It's it's not good. So um yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway games then. Yep. So we, games. we we start out with what year were you born and where did you grow up?
1: I was born in 1983 and I grew up in the suburbs of South London.
0: Okay. That's what we've got. A 1983 South London gaming history.
1: Yes. Well, as mu- as much as as much as you can do in those days, um yeah, that sort of period of the 80s was a little bit strange i suppose because it was be it wasn't quite in the first wave of um home computing i suppose because that's more my other half's era so the zx spectrums and and things like that so um i wouldn't really grow up with those kind of new wow things because by the time i was born and sort of getting into getting into things those those things weren't very i suppose weren't very cool for for kids especially as i'm the oldest and i suppose because unfortunately not unfortunately but in those days because uh, it wasn't one of those things you would give to a girl i suppose
0: it's, so yeah it, it's horrible to say that but yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but actually i mean so like not that my parents really sort of forced that whole gender thing I, mean, I was i was never into girly things at all growing up but um i just suppose sort of the idea of that home computing stuff I don't know it just because uh, my parents were a bit too old for that stuff and then by the time I was born you know Spectrums and Commodores and stuff were a bit naff I suppose so um, we, we didn't have one of those growing up I suppose my first exposure to games on computers was at primary school so we're talking BBC Micro which was the computer of schools
0: oh, when I yeah. was
1: uh, when I was at primary school and um, you know you were allowed on it sort of in in groups so at my at my primary school there were like in my class it was like 30 kids and sort of for half an hour a week you were taken in a group of three to go and sit in front of the bbc micro with an older kid who's usually been dragged dragged who was usually dragged in for the grammar school across the road to come and sit with you and show you how to use it and play a game on it. And um, we had like an archaeology game that we, you know, that you could choose to dig a hole and then discover a thing or use a brush. And yeah, it was, um, I remember it sort of was, was the treat because we're out of the classroom and not having to, <laughs> to um, do boring class stuff. But I think that was my first exposure to games on a screen. Um and yeah. I think that's what prompted my dad to get his Atari out of retirement. Because um, by the time we were sort of there, my brother had arrived as well. So we were both into sort of getting into this whole idea of, like I say, games on a screen. So the Atari came out and we, had a, we, we used to have a little play on that. I mean, it's funny because I don't really remember any games that we played by title, I mean it's sort of just a couple of hazy memories of sort of it, it was sort of one sort of cowboy type one where you had to kind of have a shootout with the other person, like a gun, like a gun jewel and you know you could shoot through a cactus to get to them and things like that. Uh, but apart from that, nothing really stuck with me from the Atari. That's why I, I don't really have a lot of nostalgia for um, for those at all. Yeah, um, which oh. is I suppose it's a little bit sad, but
0: not really. They were crap. Um, <laughs> you've, you, you've just described what I think is the game Gunfighter um, yeah. the, These games were crap um, it, it, I don't <laughs> think it, it's anything you should feel bad about I mean they were merely little I, I mean games It feels like a much more appropriate word For things back in those days than stuff mm. now I mean Gunfighter on the Atari Was not quite Uncharted for.
1: No, it's not, you know. and especially when your nan is quite good at card games and is teaching you how to gamble on the QT. The Atari is <clears throat> not as as exciting as as uh, playing cool card games with people. I mean, I, well, I mean, not to me anyway. I I say, I, I'm a. I was a pretty <laughs> I was a pretty boring kid. So I thought, you know, hanging out with with your grandparents doing fun stuff like that was, was not as cool. It was much more cool than the Atari. But all that changed when I think it was Christmas, me and my brother were gifted a Game Boy.
0: Oh. So
1: the big old the first the first Game Boy, the, the big old grey one, and we played that thing to death. I mean, I think like a lot of people about my age, my childhood was defined. Just Tetris, twenty-four-seven. We both got extremely good at it, and it's one of those things I've never been as good at Tetris as I was when I was, I think, seven or eight. When the, when no, I think I was eight. So I think it was what about eighty-nine or ninety when the, when the first Game Boy turned up in. Hang on. I'm not really sure of how old I would have been.
0: Googling, googling, Tetris googling. Game Boy, uh,
1: 1989. Yes. Yeah, So it would have probably been, probably would in truth, probably sort of 1990. So I wondered, when I was nine. Then, um, no, sorry, I would have been. Hang on, I'm forgetting how old I am now. So I would have been probably about, we're just sort of turning from seven to eight. Um. So um, yeah, I've never been as good ever again as I was <laughs> when we, we my brother just used to play Tetris over and over and over again. Um, we also had the Super the first Super Mario Brothers. So the first one that was on, um, so the one that came with the Game Boy. I think it was the pack-in Super one. Super Mario Land. Boy. Yeah. yeah, Super Mario Land. Yeah. So yeah, just played those hammered those constantly um i think everybody
0: with a game boy did i think those were the two the two games that if you had a game boy you had at least one of them
1: oh yeah i can't believe that there isn't anybody who didn't of my age who had a game boy who wasn't playing those games um so but just just sort of the novelty of you know we're going to go and see nanny now we're going to go get on the bus and being able to play a game on the bus um the period um that was that was so cool to me as as a kid being God, able yeah. to just sit there and oh, it was it was so cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of the games that I, I, I we used to uh, something that came up when we got, I had other consoles as we were growing up. We never actually used to have a lot of games for them. In that, just sort of that suburban thing of like you know you could have the console, but the games are ridiculously expensive. So you just kind of have the two that we've got that came with the pack in, and maybe one that we bought when we bought it from the bloke at Currys. Um, and well, it was...
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. that's why I didn't get a console at all. It yeah. was game price.
1: Yeah, I mean, considering that... I think games were basically the price they are now. I mean, essentially, you're looking at, you know, 45 or 50 quid um, yeah. console games, the like Mega Drive games, as, as you know, I'll sort of go on to later. And considering the games still cost 50 quid, I mean, in 1990, 50 quid was a lot of money.
0: Absolutely. You weren't um, getting something for 50 quid for no good reason.
1: No, I mean, that is a strictly grandparents at Christmas type thing. I mean, and this is a thing of like, I think maybe, you know, if I have kids in the future or kids now, the concept that me and my brother had one of these to share this was not for me or him this was for both of us and considering how much of me uh, much of my childhood me and my brother spent punching lumps out of each other I, it, was supposed, it was quite peaceful <laughs> the Game Boy <laughs> I was
0: going to say one between you and you're both still alive and well that is yes. quite something uh, yeah, we were
1: quite democratic when the games games. I think it was useful because in '89, my brother was four, sort of, so we would have got one, so 90. So we were. he was like four, five, six years old. So it was easy to take it off him most of the time. And yeah. it was It was a thing of, you know, he's, he's into it for a while and he's going to go and wander off and do something else. So I think that kept the peace. But actually, considering what we were like as kids, um, the console never turned into a war ever. I mean, because we shared one almost entirely some sort of console. Anytime we got one, it was between us. So, um, we, we kind of, I think as well in those days, it was much easier to play two player. Yeah. So, although obviously the youngest child, the youngest only has to play the shit characters. You are always Luigi. You're always tails, (laughs) all those things. (laughs) Um, it's easy to play both of you. So, um, it's, it's not quite as as straightforward now. I think. I mean, the Lego games are quite good for two player, but in those days, um, quite a lot of things were two player, so it was easy to just do the things for the two of us. Yeah. So um, some other games that I remember we used to have. Uh, we had like a Simpsons game, which we loved. On the um, it was like an escape. It wasn't the uh, the one that was on the snare. The one that was always on the snare. It wasn't the port of that. It was like an escape from uh, from Camp Krusty type one. Yeah. And, um, uh, that one we loved and it was this was a time as well the crash test dummies were insanely popular oh yeah what was that about
0: I, I do yeah. remember it I was never into it and there was wasn't there a cartoon and there
1: was which my brother was very into okay uh, so <laughs> um, yeah there was a crash test dummies game on the Game Boy which we played the hell out of as well um, so yeah and there was like, there's another one which I remember fondly called Balloon Kid don't know if you've ever heard of that one no no, it's essentially it's like a, a scroll. It's just a platformer where you have you have a kid who has two balloons, and the idea is that you sort of navigate him over the obstacles and try not to get your balloons popped or you uh, or you uh, drop to the ground and then you have to try and reinflate your balloons while baddies come and get you. So yeah, that one got played a hell of a lot. But that's the thing. I mean, because we had like those few games and those games we just played the heckins out of. Um, so yeah, that was. Uh, That was the Game Boy, really, and then things got really serious.
0: Do you think this is where you get your thing about completing the shit out of games? Because you complete games far more than I do.
1: Probably, yeah. Um, I think I think we've, we've got the same experience of playing the same game over and over again, and doing that to complete playing those to completion. But yeah, I think it's that thing of, to me games are kind of uh, although I can I can essentially buy it because I'm a grown-up essentially I can buy games and, and play games however I like but it's that thing of um I will drain games of content kind of I really have to hate a game to be like you know I'm really not bothered about playing this anymore um I will play the hell out of games like you say <laughs> I think is that is that thing of me yeah. you know that the game game the game that is given to you is kind of precious so, um,
0: yeah, I I am starting to notice kids with consoles get more value out of, out of their games. I I as adults, I think. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I think it's I, I think it, part of it is my personality as well, though. To be fair, because um, I mean, when I read books, I read the hell out of the book. Um, you know, music, I listen to the hell out of the CDs and things that I'm into. I'm really into. I just think that's just my. Just my
0: personality, I think, to yeah. be honest. I I um, I grew up in a world of two ninety nine games and three ninety nine yeah. games, and so the idea of getting one maybe two a week was not crazy, especially as my dad right. was into games. So we just had loads, and yeah. it, it you know it, you you sat playing game after game after game. I'm wondering if this is how I how you end up with ADHD as an adult, whatever. But you sort of just sit playing game after game and kids with consoles didn't have that no um no. It, it's like how what is it bottle-fed babies grow up to be greedy adults
1: <laughs> is there a study for that that's I don't the know. thing
0: apparently um, um because <laughs> it, it's something to do with when you're breastfed as mm-hmm. the breast runs out of milk the baby has to work harder to get the milk and so right. ends up with this instilled i have to work harder to get more kind of thing whereas bottle fed babies don't have that they're just like give me milk and they get milk so they apparently grow up to be assholes. i don't know what- <laughs> if that's true
1: <laughs> uh, i don't know or maybe it's because you know i was raised by you know, my my nan especially, you know, she grew up during the war. They didn't have a lot. So it's a thing of like, you, you know, here's your one thing and you will get every ounce of enjoyment out of your one thing. Yeah. And, you know, you'll be happy with it. And that's, uh, I mean, you know, not to say that we, I mean, because, we, you know, we were very lucky kids and mum and dad worked very hard to... so that we could have all this cool stuff. But, uh, yeah, but you know what? Chuck's the same as me. me. I mean, because he grew up um, sort of right at the dawn of computing, so he was a dedicated ZX Spectrum kid. And because in those days, piracy was rife. You know, you'd have one person who'd pay for a game and then, you know, Thirty people would just type it out, copy it, and that's it. You know, that's that's how games got distributed. I think maybe for every legitimate copy of a of a game on those systems, there must have been a hundred pirated ones. Oh yeah, ones.
0: it was and, it was insane.
1: Yeah, I mean Chuck had access to all of that, but all he all he played was like Manic Miner and the Hobbit game.
0: I think you come back to sort of familiar yeah. obsessions within your yeah. tour of games. That there's mm. always a couple that will hang you on for a little bit longer. Um, I, I've, I've recently, I'll tell you what, this week I've discovered that there's an activity log on my 3DS, and it tells you things like not only how long you played a game but for but your average play time. And right. it's quite interesting looking at sort of, so that game I would sit and play for an hour every time I played it. And then other games, 10 minutes and I'm, I'm done. But it, yeah, you, you tend to come back to things, I think. Mm. So after the Game Boy.
1: Yes, it was uh, one, another magical Christmas where me and my brother were ga- gifted a Sega Mega Drive. Boom. Um, and that was, that was console gaming. Basically from then in me and my brother were pretty hooked on, on console gaming. Um, we did, there were sort of other little bits and pieces we, we did experiment with sort of uh, growing up that we had access to, but um, that Mega Drive, wow. Um, it put in a heroic amount of service. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs>
0: I think a lot of <laughs> um, them did.
1: Yeah, they really did. I mean, again, but we only really had, you know, we had a game that was bought, that was the pack-in. So the, the pack-in with the Mega Drive at that days was Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. And Sonic the Hedgehog was a game that we never saw the end of. Neither of us were good enough to actually complete Sonic at that time. We used to get sort of two thirds in and kind of run out of lives. And, uh, but, um this was when games master was getting sort of coming onto the TV and there were magazines and stuff. So we learned the, the cause on the, um, on the original Sonic, the Hedgehog, the Konami code works. And then you can, from that, you can then cheat and go into different levels and play the levels and do the bonus levels as you want. And I had no the idea. Chaos Emeralds. Yeah, it does.
0: I had no idea. I'm going to be cheating on Sonic later because I too have never (laughs) finished Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: I don't know if it works on anything else, but it definitely works on the Mega Drive to put the Konami code in.
0: Well, if Um, I've got, if I've got a ROM of the Mega Drive version, it should work.
1: Yeah, it should do. That's Um, the theory.
0: If I had a ROM, I I don't know about that. Um, You know it
1: works. So you have to put it in the title screen where Sonic is waving his finger. And you know, it works when if you hear like a like a ring collection sound, if you hear that, you know, you've, you've, made it work properly right. that's my tip um but yeah but again it was one of the things that this is the game that we had for a long time and but one thing i can hang my hat on as a gamer uh, is that me and my brother could complete the first level the green hill zone sub 10 seconds damn uh, which we, we <laughs> which was the thing that we got we kind of got um very good at just being able to play the first level very well after that that was um um you know we never really got any better than that but then when uh, a little while after we had our mega drive and you know Sonic playing the first level of Sonic was starting to lose its polish a bit there was a shop uh, a video shop uh, opened down the end of our road um, and they had mega drive games oh, so we yeah. never ever bought one but we hired i think the whole shell for the bloke had. and we would go and hire the same games over and over again and uh, you know have them for a week and then give them back and hire another one and then hire that one agains we liked it and yeah so sorry uh sega we and all the other companies that that um made games for mega drives you made no much no further money out of us um however black fan video uh made a lot of money out of us <laughs> um i think we put his kids through university because um yeah we all our, all our pocket money was was basically straight in his hands
0: brilliant um,
1: so um lot of games that I remember so one that I brought up way back when we started uh, the show um two crude dudes now games that we used to almost exclusively hire out two player games so we could both play them yeah and uh two crude dudes is a s- scrolling beat up sort of set. I think it's like set in the exotic space year of 2010 I think it is <laughs> which in those days is like Uh, you know the impossible time away yeah um it's (laughs) it's a deeply terrible game um but those things are you know you can go and just sort of kick people in the ankle and it's got all kind of weird looking enemies you hit people with pipes and we just had loads of fun playing it it's those things of it i would never play it again now so it would be just just too shit i mean even just to get a rom and i, I mean because i looked at someone sort of doing a playthrough on youtube and i thought god this is terrible <laughs> how do we put up with this for more than five minutes but say in, in those days it was it was just so cool to be able to play um like a full color game on the big tv downstairs and you know we used to sit like three inches from the bloody screen which is why i think me and my brother have terrible eyesight now both of us um and um yeah just go and kick baddies all over the place it was
0: uh i remember uh, this game i think i played this game
1: yeah because when i brought it up the first time you you said you'd played it on a rom just uh, like as all
0: oh, right okay you know, a
1: coincidence and i think yeah you said you'd literally just sort of played it to try it and um <laughs> yeah i think you agreed with me that it's uh it's pretty bad <laughs>
0: <laughs> so a lot of games have not aged well
1: no i, I continue on no a daily game.
0: basis to be amazed by which games have but many have not
1: no uh-huh. um so i i do feel a little bit that maybe we didn't lose out on playing some games, as we because obviously it was the 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 two things were in opposition, SNESs and Mega Drives. And I suspect probably the Mega Drive was plumped for because probably it was cheaper. To be fair, um, I don't know what retail prices was like back in those days, but um, remember my friend at primary school, Sam, who was my friend because we both shared the same birthday. That was kind of the whole basis of our friendship um, when we when we were growing up. But when I was growing up, he was he had a snares. So we used to, I used to sort of play, um, um, Mario on his snares, like when go around his house, but we were on the mega drive side of the divide. And, um, obviously I think maybe sort of growing up and you look at, um, Mario and Zelda and stuff. I think it maybe was more advanced than the stuff we were playing on Mega Drive, but uh, just didn't care in those days. No one Any did. game is awesome. Any game is cool. It's yeah. like that thing of um, when you're growing up, you can't conceive of the idea that any film is bad because every film is a treat to see. Like going to the cinema and sitting in the posh sheet and seeing things on a big screen and all the big noise and all the songs. And if you're going to see like a, a kids' film or you know. Um, that, that experience of going to the cinema, you can't conceive that any film is bad because all films are good because they're always a treat.
0: Yeah. You know, I, you're always sitting down. I, I remember being into my late teens before I could accept that I'd see a film at the cinema that wasn't any good. Yeah. And the I truth mean, okay, is I'll, I've seen many, but, you yeah. know.
1: I think as well because uh, sort of when I was growing up, um, obviously it, uh, there were films on TV, but there was never on at a time that you would you would be able to watch them as a child um and we didn't get a vhs tape player for quite a long time you know tapes were expensive again they were sort of 15 20 quid in the days when that was a you know a fair amount of money again you know as my mum's like you know i can buy the weekly shop or i can buy them a tape yeah i think i'm gonna get the shop so um, any anything um, the idea of like oh you know if we're gonna watch a film, it's like a big family thing we're sitting down it's like a big event. So um, that's the thing I think you lose now because obviously DVDs are nothing and films are on 24/7 not all the cha- on channels. so yeah, it was just this whole idea of film it was sort of in that same bracket to me that, that it's like a special treat. So other games. Um, uh, Turtles in time was a big one for us because okay it's a teenage mutant hero turtles as they were when we were growing up was huge
0: oh just
1: um, a bit yeah just a bit yeah I, I was you know we were we were the right exact age for it as well so um that game got played one hell of a lot again again uh two player i was always leonardo lee was michelangelo <laughs> um always <laughs> um and uh yeah we uh we played the hell out of that, and what was another one? Rampage. We we loved a lot.
0: Yeah, there's a movie coming.
1: Um, I want nothing to do with it because <laughs> it, will, it will taint my memories of you know lumping leathering buildings to the ground with uh, with Lee. So yeah, um, sort of a couple of weird things that we tried. I remember I think the first game I think I played and I didn't really like was Echo the Dolphin.
0: I've never figured that game out. No. What What the hell are you supposed to do? I'm just a dolphin in the water, and I can't figure anything out.
1: No, it's very. I mean, I'd say it's just sort of very frustrating of sort of not being able to get over obstacles and not really understanding what we were supposed to do and what was going on. And um, yeah, it, I think Echo is kind of one of those things. Of, I think a lot of people played it. But I I don't think I've ever really met anyone who's like, Oh yeah, I loved that game. Yeah,
0: you don't ever hear it remembered fondly. Dear No It's No Yeah, it's it's not one of those. But it was everywhere. I remember wanting the yeah. Game Gear version. Uh, oh
1: dear the game gear um <laughs> i remember uh say so again my uh, one of my friends at, at school had a game gear and i oh, think the game we, gear we, was
0: awesome you leave the game gear yeah. alone
1: i don't i think it was ruled out on the basis that we can't afford to buy a shop's worth of batteries every time you want to play it for 45 minutes yeah that, that was, was the problem. um yeah because obviously it was you know quite a big color screen it was bigger than the game boy and it was color rather than that sort of dirty green that the the game boy was in them days um, um, uh, Say so this was sort of bef- just as the Game Boy Color was coming in, wasn't it, I think?
0: No, the Game Boy Color no. didn't come in until the late 90s.
1: That's right. Sorry, my bad. I'm getting them mixed up in my brain. But um, yeah, I, I remember that Say one of the kids at school had it. and I remember it was one of the things I could barely hold on to it. It was just weighed a bleeding tonne because it had like D cell batteries in it. It was, um, yeah, it was it was a good idea, but kind of impractical in that my dad was like, I'm not remortgaging the house to, to indulge your battery habit. Yeah, battery it's packs. Bad enough.
0: <laughs> you needed the battery packs. That, that was yeah. the way forward. But I, I, funnily enough, we said this just today. Battery life in handhelds hasn't improved. With no. the Game Gear on your six double A's, you got three to six hours. And that's what the Switch gets. The only difference is now I don't have to put six double A's in it. That's, no. that's it. I can just charge it up from a wire. So it's, things haven't really improved. It's a bit
1: odd. I think uh, I think we. But I would say I don't know if you're the same as me having memories of the batteries have run out. So you're sitting, um, really at a really uncomfortable angle with it plugged into the to the wall socket. Yeah. Because you haven't got any batteries for it, but you want to play still. So you're just kind of leaning over because the cable is about seven inches long. So you're like oh, trying to play, trying to play your games, there, there sort of a, stuck to the wall.
0: There was a lot of that, and there was a lot of waiting for batteries to recharge in the battery yeah. charger just sitting looking at him like it's been 10 minutes surely that must be enough for, for me to play and it's not but you <laughs> know
1: mama my battery's recharged it's a light green no it's not charged up then okay it was
0: it was just all about power <laughs> solutions with the game gear
1: yeah where can it was. you plug it
0: in how do you plug it in you had the car lighter adapter you had the battery pack with the belt clip you had the mains adapter you had the other battery packs that clipped into the back of it it was that was the main game i think
1: yeah, pretty much. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else sort of Mega Drive-wise we play. I mean, because I'm sure that, I'll say, we kind of tried everything, but it was almost to the exclusion of some single-player games. Like, we never played, like, any of the Shinobis or anything like that. Or, because... Um, it was things that we could do together yeah, uh, with me and my brother. So, um, yeah, but I've, I've, like I say, especially turtles in time, I've got very fond memories of play. it was one of those games we could actually beat both of us. Um, so we used to, to play that to completion. You know, we would, you know, sit and complete it three or four times in a weekend, then go and give it back at the higher place and hire it out again. Um, So I I feel like there was a bit of a lull um, after the Mega Drive. um. Well,
0: I I have to ask this question of every Mega Drive uh, kid. And uh, I know what the answer is, but I have to ask the question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you try the Sega CD or 32X in your Mega Drive ever? No, that was the answer I expected to get. I'm going to be shocked at the date isn't that. I really am.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't know anyone who owned one. I mean, because there were lots of kids at school who had games like SNESs or Mega Drives and never even heard of them until I was much older. And I was like, what the hell was this for a Mega Drive? Oh, um, some sort of CD thing.
0: Yeah, they were just something that appeared in magazines. It it was as real as Claudia Schiffer and and Aston Martin. You know, it it was just a thing there were pictures of. No one ever saw one in real life
1: yeah i mean i can only imagine that the insanely rich kids that's what i mean you know the bloody Gulf war was on we ain't got money for this
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: um so i feel like there was a bit of a, a lull in in our household after that so we were still playing the old game boy in the mega drive and but those sort of started getting a bit older and um we sort of gradually moved away from it and uh, you know i was going to big school and all that sort of thing so uh but uh this is when home computers started turning up again. So this is when we got a a computer, like a proper P, like desktop computer, right. the first time. And I'm not sure why it had games with it. I I suspect that my dad was sort of flogged a few cheapy like a packet, like a sort of a pack of cheapy games with the with the PC. Yeah. Um, uh, by the say again by the bloke with curries and um, these games were surprisingly awesome <laughs> um, i'm talking about roller coaster tycoon oh yeah what a game roller Fuck coaster yeah. tycoon is it's fucking incredible um i think it's superior to any I, I i mean i played a bit of like roller coaster tycoon 2 and 3 and know people love those but they're just not the first roller coaster tycoon um
0: yeah um, yeah i i do agree you, <laughs>
1: yeah um considering that i've never even even though I, I don't really play those sort of management sims anymore um i say like hundreds of hours we must we must have put into playing roller, co- roller coaster tycoon just um you know landscaping parks and digging big tunnels underneath it and um insane roller coasters that killed hundreds of people <laughs> that's and what that game was about um, it was let's
0: build half a roller coaster and put people on it and then we'll watch them fly off into the air and see how far we can fire them that was that was what that game was about it was fantastic but yeah, yeah very very pc based i, I actually yeah. think there was a console version of it but i, I think traditionally management games don't do well on consoles I might just be making that up I don't know but I feel like that's the case.
1: They're much easier to play mouse and keyboard. Um, even though I'm, I'm kind of I'm not like a militant console person. I've got no people who play console games. or, or will PC and stuff like that. I think you know you know you pay, pays your money you take your choice if that's what you like then that's cool. But I I exclusively play console now but considering that in those sort of inter after the after the Mega Drive but before the next console that we got we were playing sort of PC games. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised I haven't gone more that way. But um, I think maybe because our first proper computers were handhelds and, and consoles that you know it was sort of PC was fun. And we had those sort of fun few games that my dad had sort of picked by complete chance that would happen to be great. Um, because the other game we had was Theme Hospital,
0: which oh, yeah. is...
1: <laughs> brilliant um, it,
0: it, it is that's a game you should play that that yeah. is an absolute everybody in the world go and find a copy of theme hospital somehow
1: good old games G-O-G. oh of course not- yeah i bet it's like it's a like, fiver not it, even that i think because i bought it <laughs> again um uh, for just for my laptop because obviously it, it runs on there pretty well it i think when i bought it it was two dollars
0: Right, brilliant, well worth Which, that. Three pound? Yeah. Oh no, it, it's one pound nineteen right now.
1: Uh, look, you, you are. <laughs> if you have got any, I mean, because like I say, obviously it's it's an old game, so it will run on everything. Um, if you have um, any interest in playing ga- video games whatsoever, you have to play Theme Hospital it is like, obviously you sort of look at the answer to some boring managers. It is nothing like that. It is hilarious, genuinely funny. And I think obviously playing it as a kid, like sort of people with exploding heads and, um, zapping rats and, um, being really judgmental about who you hire as a, a caretaker, all that stuff uh, <laughs> sort of really appeals to kids.
0: Oh, yeah, it, and, it, it's, it, 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 it was a mark of genius of just having it all be fake, made-up diseases. Without that, it's the darkest game that has ever been made. Um,
1: yes, because occasionally <laughs> you can fuck up so badly, death comes and reaps your hospital. Um, but, I mean, it was one of the things that we'd just sort of just sit there and just gales of laughter. <laughs> um, you know, um, watching people's heads be inflated and exploded or... Um, Oh gosh, what was some of the other things like the invisibility one and thing and uh, but again, Theme Hospital is a game I've never seen the end of. I think it might be impossible to actually beat that game. I,
0: yeah, I'm not a hundred percent that there is an end. Like there it, is an end. Oh right, there is an end.
1: Because if you at the beginning, there's like that board game when you move towards the middle of the board, sort of you get bigger and bigger hospitals and more and more challenges. And um, yeah, there is an end. I've seen it on YouTube. Um, but as I say I think there's literally one video of someone doing it, and it's hard. So it's it's sort of a bit beyond sort of the age range we were when we were playing it. But just again, sort of memories of um, just the 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 PC was in kind of the back room that where our dining table was. So uh, we didn't have proper chairs for anything, so we used to drag the dining room uh, table uh, chairs over to the PC, and me and my brother would both be sitting there, our legs dangling you know playing this game together and just falling about laughing it's um it's yeah it's it's got a lot of of really sort of happy memories for me playing playing team hospital yeah and it's one of those things about uh, say it's on it's on the my laptop now and i just occasionally are kind of it, it's such a a nice happy kind of two hours um sitting there and And recreating that sort of uh, those uh, those emotions. So yeah, that's uh, and say for one pound nineteen, forget about it. That is that is ridiculously cheap for that game. It's good old Um,
0: games uh, Black Friday sale. I can't. I I actually said the words yesterday. I have fulfilled my twenty seventeen game quota.
1: Oh right, okay.
0: And then I stumble on Good Old Games Black Friday sale theme hospital one pound nineteen Dungeon Keeper two sim city 2000 all of the wing commander games oh this is this is gonna hurt i might have to buy like 30 games here
1: (laughs) look don't don't tell alison it was my fault um uh, here's here's the thing one of these games is not like the other so the three games we had so we had roller coaster tycoon we had theme hospital and then we had blade runner the game
0: that was an awesome game yes but
1: when you, but when you're like 10 or no not 10 i was about i'm gonna say sort of 12 sort of that trying to play that game when you have no context for for it you haven't seen the film yeah because you're 12 um so it was a bit like we were sort of we for somehow we managed to get sort of fairly far into that game and enjoyed it but really when you're that age Theme Hospital is is kind of blowing that out of the water, but I um, I don't know if my dad got it with the idea that he would play it at some point. Um, I'm sure he did, but um, yeah, it was yeah trying to sort of work your way kind of through a moody point and click puzzle game <laughs> when you're that age is a bit weird.
0: Yeah, I I didn't I hadn't seen uh, Blade Runner either when I first played that game. I think we no. got it with a graphics card that we got our first ever 3D graphics card for the PC. I think came with Mech Warrior Two, I want to say, and the Blade Runner game, um, and that's how we ended up with it. But I, I remember playing it and getting quite into it, but mm. certainly never finishing it. I didn't really have the patience for that stuff as a kid.
1: No, it's in terms of of. Um sort of attention span that's a difficult sell um, so yeah, <laughs> um, it, it was like literally those three games that's the only games we had for the PC and it was just those three we, again just rinsed over and over and over again um, so once once that was kind of done with this was at the dawn of the N64 period so uh, once again it's Christmas and um, we got an N64 that's and awesome.
0: Well, it's the N64. What can you say? Yeah, it's, it's yeah
1: incredible. Um, and it was a thing of like, bloody hell, 64 bits. This is surely advanced as computers could ever be. Um, it, it was incredible. I mean, to play things like uh, Spyro the Dragon. Did you ever play that?
0: I That is on my list of things to play. Um, I, I've been looking at the PS1 version. Okay. Um, But no, I haven't ever played it.
1: No. Uh, I mean, but again, that whole thing of of 3D, not just left to right. Um, It was, um, so yeah, so so I'm just uh, reminding myself of when when they came out. Um, so, So March 1997, am I reading that
0: right? Yeah, that feels about right.
1: So if it was actually, so it wouldn't have been Christmas if it was March 96, my brother's birthday's in March. So I bet we got it for his birthday Um, or something round there. So 1997, I would have been, oh my God, my brain. So uh, 13, 14. So he would have been 11. So yeah. Um, So it was the whole concept of there being 64 bits in this thing. Um, it was like sure, like I say this is surely the the, the, pit, the very pinnacle of comp- home computing what can ever surpass it um, so again so games for that um, so okay so Spyro the Dragon I remember very well um, remember loving that um, so the first Paper Mario yeah um, Mario 64
0: that blew our minds
1: oh crazy um, uh, goodness me so so um, the uh, Mario Party, and again, I think mean, we, again we didn't really have any very many games bought for the 64. But again, d- dear old Blackfin Video got a bit of um, got a bit of uh, of our business. So I remember we, we, this is when sort of games were becoming more affordable. So sort of for in the when you as every ritual, of every suburban kid, I think in this country of a certain age, when it's time for birthdays and Christmas, sit down with the Argos catalogue in front of you yeah and start going through what you want um yeah uh, there, was, there was so many just brilliantly fun games uh I remember a big one for us as well was no mercy WWF no mercy
0: I don't that doesn't ring a bell oh WWF no mercy
1: yeah yeah um so I mean again because this is when we were sort of wrestling was sort of sort of getting popular as well um uh, it, I sort of sort of trying to pretend I was a bit too cool for this stuff, obviously sort of being a sort of useless teenager at that point. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was still just, uh, Oh, just slightly embarrassing memories of sitting playing. Um, uh, 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 the first paper Mario blasting Metallica out of my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> As if I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um,
0: I was going to say, that was last week.
1: Yeah, I'll say that was last week. Um, So, um, but the sad part is where I remember that was 20 years ago. Um, So, uh, this is the point when we were sort of allowed to have a TV upstairs.
0: Yeah, that's Um, a landmark moment.
1: That is a landmark moment. But we had only a TV. And that was in my room. My room was bigger. So, it was... Sort of, both, it wasn't. I was playing it sort of seraphim, but it was more my brother's thing. So my brother would have to come into my room to play it, which I was never super into, as you can imagine. Because, yeah. you know, I'm a 14-year-old teenage girl, and it's like, bugger off, don't you in here? But it was still that thing of we sort of instinctively went straight back into Mega Drive share mode and... Um, but this is when I sort of started stepping back from playing a bit and I sort of became more of a, a backseat driving and watching my brother play. And because um, his his skill level is, I you know, if he ever listens to this, he knows it, but he's much better at games than me. Um, I don't know, just, he, he started younger, so he's... Um, Reaction speed is better. I don't know. He's been training his mind to play these games his entire life, essentially. Well, because... you, you say that,
0: but I, I, I'll i beat my little sister at any game you care to mention. So it's it's just one of those things.
1: No, I think it's a part of having to now sort of... Now I'm, I'm old, I have to kind of acknowledge that Lee is just better at me at quite a lot of video games and some... Bo- only some, not all, but some board games because he's got one of those... He hasn't got, like a, I wouldn't say a photographic memory, but you know those kind of, even when he was a little kid, um, you know those sort of games where you have um, sort of a load of cards laid out and they show you one and then hide it and you have to pick another one and match the pair? Yeah. He can he can literally look at it once and go, right, so those two match, those two match, those two match, and that's it. And um, so it's virtually impossible to play Cluedo against him. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, or dominoes, anything that where any sort of game where you have some things and he has the rest of them. Um, just forget it. He, he, um, he will kick your ass in every single time, but yeah, his, his reaction speed is much better than mine. I mean, cause he, he's plays, um, now multiplayer, not competitively, but he sort of played multiplayer at quite a high level. So, um, just forget about it. Um, so this was the point where I was kind of just sitting back and watching him play some things like, um, when smash brothers started coming in as well. I mean, he was, he was great at those things. So, um, this is when I was, and also this is sort of horrible pressure as, as a teenager as a teenage girl, um, uh, in an all girls school at that point as well, the, the pre- sort of the pressure of, you know, playing video games as a, as a girl then was just not, not, not dumb, but it just wasn't cool at all. And, you know, kind of seen as very odd, I would say um, it, it just sort of wasn't very done. Uh, yeah. So I sort of started to give into those ideas a bit and sort of started to step back because I was enough of an outcast as it is the Star Trek, one who likes Star Trek and heavy metal. I you know, I was kind of like, I don't need another anchor around my neck to be honest. So I started, <laughs> I started stepping back from playing games a bit, which is sad because um, I did sort of, um, I think, there was some hours of playing, you know, um, sort of, sort of Mario 64 and stuff that I kind of went, no, I don't do that anymore. I'm too cool for that. Um, because sort of not much longer after the N64 came out, then the PlayStation one appeared. Yeah, it did. And, uh, scraping together the pocket money and the PlayStation one came into our lives. And again, um, a lot of Tekken was played on that thing between the two of us. um, I think I've t- said about on it on the gaming news show that uh, <laughs> this was this was all this was the one we fell out about more than anything else with, with me and my brother was Tekken um, because Lee at that time considered blocking in extremely poor taste and um, if you deign to block any of his moves, uh, yeah, you were probably going to get punched in the ear roll. So that caused more fights than I want to really admit I to. I see. I see. <laughs> yeah.
0: So is it um, Tekken I need to be playing on the PlayStation then?
1: PlayStation 1? Yeah. I mean, cause, I mean, but the problem is now, um, obviously, it's just they look like sort of six cardboard boxes taped together, all of those characters. I'm, um,
0: I, I am determined to find out what people loved about this console because I, I didn't like it when it came out. I was not a PlayStation fan. It took me till the PS4 to get my own one, and now working back, I'm 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 still struggling with the PS1. I did pick up Final Fantasy IX yesterday, though, so I'm hoping that will do something.
1: Yeah, I mean, because we didn't play. Uh, I, I'm sort of trying to think back and remember a, sort of a lot of the the games we used to play. Um, we we sort of preferred the kind of odder ones actually. I don't remember cause we didn't play anything like Final Fantasy, any of those sort of. We were never RPG kids apart from Thousand Year Door really, um, and not of uh, the the first Paper Mario and Thousand Year Door later on. Um, we were never really into to RPGs as much. I mean, cause we didn't really play a lot of Zelda even either of us, uh, even on the when they were on the Game Boy and things like that. Um, because I mean, so I mean, the Game Boy Color was sort of out and about and the game boy advance at that time as well. Um, so I remember, uh, this obviously Pokemon blew up massive about this time as well. So we had Pokemon blue, I think. Right. And yeah. Lee, Lee played the hell out of it, but I wasn't really that into it at all. Again, just sort of like, Oh, it's little kids shit in it. And, um, sort of didn't really indulge in any of those at all. Um, but, um, yeah, it was, it was never as played as much as sort of the consoles were played. So uh, one of the other big fun, I don't know how we blagged someone to buy it for us, but the first GTA, the first Grand Theft Auto game, which is the God View one.
0: Yeah, I have um, that one as well here on the shelf for the PS1. And Yeah, but do you know yeah, what? I don't
1: think we ever really played much of the game. It was a thing of, like, run around, get a bazooka, fire it at some nuns, get, like, a five-star rating, run around... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I think
1: run away from the army.
0: I think most people who played that game, uh, especially kids, you didn't Mm -hmm. leave the first city. You just got in a car and started running people over. Oh,
1: God. Yeah. I mean, that is all we did.
0: You know, it's Um, about (laughs) running over all the Hare Krishnas in one go. So it puts up Garanga on the screen in big letters. That was the aim of the game, <laughs> as far as I was concerned.
1: Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, but it was—it was, it was it, oddly, it turned into my stress relief game because this is when I was sort of turning 15, and I was intensely frightened about failing my GCSEs and my SATs and things like that. Um, so I would come home from school and just start massacring people on the PlayStation, which I don't know if it's healthy or not. But um, oh, I think yeah, it is. That, it's
0: when you do it in real life that it's not healthy. Yeah, it's Fine on that, the PlayStation. That's yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember there were some sort of odd games that we really liked. I, I I wonder if you've heard any of these. So Parappa the Rapper was a massive one for us. I have
0: heard of that. Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, to the point that me and Lee both still know all the raps off by heart. Okay. <laughs> um but it's uh, i don't think we're alone because i remember the first um, it must have come up on facebook and then my facebook thread just filled up with people quoting lyrics from the song the the raps so i don't think it's just us i think a lot of people absolutely love that game um i think it's been remastered for the playstation 4 i want to say
0: um, um just a quick amazon search is telling me you're probably correct yes in uh, fact was, you are but it's it's a oh no it's a download here but you can get a japanese import oh
1: okay disc. i'm not sure sh- i'm not sure about the japanese import but um yeah we we absolutely loved crap the Rapper. um so I it's, I, 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 yeah
0: it's still quite a sought after ps1 game it's 30 yeah. quid used.
1: wow okay um so uh yeah it was it again it's just sort of because it, it's really sort of a, it, the, the raps are like sort of genuinely funny and good and um yeah i think it's uh it's it, it's kind of st- stood the test of time and again it because it, it was sort of came out with all these people who are now in their 30s sort of look back on it with a great deal of affection so but another weird game another sort of weird ribbon uh, uh rhythm game that we played was one called vib ribbon don't know if you've ever heard, of that. heard
0: of that one yeah
1: So the idea is, it was like a sort of, it was just a black and white game, and it's like a line drawing of a rabbit, and you go, you basically you travel along a straight white line, and every so often the sort of different symbols come up on the straight white line, and then you play, you press a corresponding button to pass the. The obstacle, and then move on. So it's set to music. Um, so it's like a rhythm game. Yeah. But the, the cool thing with this was you could put your own CDs in, and then play your own music with uh, as the uh, as the game. So uh, in those days, so put your Eminem CD in it, and then Vib will go along the sort of um, you know like in uh, when you use. Um, sort of uh, you put your your cd into um uh, well i don't know if you have it on the i probably do have on the mac this is probably extremely primitive but you put it in the pc and uh, you get the uh, the flashes of, of light come up in a rhythm with the uh, the speech or the music yeah uh yeah so it's like that idea um and you press sort of the shoulder buttons or the face buttons to pass the obstacles, but you could do it to your own music. You could set up your own levels. Very cool. So I remember that was, that was very cool. Yeah. So I remember enjoying that a lot. Um, something that uh, sort of the the last PC game I remember we ever, pl- we sort of ever bought, I think between the two of us, uh, something that I've talked about on the show before, uh, Star Trek elite force, uh, Star Trek Voyager game, um, which, I mean, I've, I've talked about how much I, I loved it. Um, yeah. We both did, uh, again, sort of played to completion over and over again. Um, yeah, very enjoyable game. Um, so, yeah, that was that was kind of that generation. Um, so, this is when we were both uh, – this is sort of when I started – because I got my first paying job and um, sort of my Saturday job. And so, we were both um, – we were sort of saving up our pocket money for stuff and um, – my uh, brother went to the midnight launch of the Nintendo GameCube. Cool. Which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, um, it
0: is. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, well, I mean, so this is the advantage of living sort of close to the to a big city. You have shops which will open at midnight too, uh, so you can go and take your massive jar of of uh, pennies and uh, buy your day one gamecube so yes i remember we both were very excited about that um so the gamecube i think is my favorite console of all time
0: okay i get that i totally get that um I, I, I would come close to agreeing with you on it, actually. I know it's all down to personal preference and stuff, but mm. as I look at all of those behind me, I think I'd love the GameCube the most.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I, I don't know if it's just that sort of the age we were, we were, and sort of, you know, we were sort of getting older, and so we were sort of looking for different things in games, and the GameCube was sort of positioned perfectly to have kind of um, games that you know we could enjoy a bit more they're a bit more mature but also had sort of more sort of fun stuff so the games I talked about, about before um, you had things like so the, the Donkey Kong rhythm game that came with the bongos I remember that got played a hell of a lot um, <laughs> uh, Smash Brothers and Mario Party and uh, Mario Sunshine, yeah. Um, gosh, uh, so I mean, there's sort of WWF games that came out at that time as well. Uh, Thousand Year Door, which is, I think, one of my favorite games ever. Um, I absolutely loved that. Um, so yeah, it was just in terms of, and again, you, you sort of been blown away by the next level of games, if you will. Um, it it was sort of again you can't we couldn't conceive anything ever sort of top in the n64 and then the playstation comes out and you think wow this is it and then the gamecube comes out and is just so colorful and the games are so much fun and um just about holding that controller and i'm sort of a bit you know this is the hill i am prepared to die on that the gamecube controller is the best controller ever
0: i heard that said the other day as well and oh it really is one of the best I think even if it's not your favorite, you have to sort of acknowledge that it's at least a top three kind of thing. Personally, I have a soft spot for the DualShock 2. Right. Um, But that's not in any way an argument with you on that point. You know, it's kind of (laughs) like, I totally get it. I totally get it. And this is just down to personal preference. But... In, in fact, I, I if it really came down to a discussion, I might end up falling on the side of the GameCube controller. It's a bit, yeah, and I think um, a lot I, of people would.
1: Yeah, I think because I've... I mean, we, we also sort of had PlayStations as well. So, I mean, I understand why people... You know, the DualShock and things like that. But I think just because I, so I just played the hell out of Thousand Year Door and um, Crazy Taxi because um, this is when the dreamcast so it was the gamecube dreamcast playstation 2 i think it was that
0: yes an xbox sort
1: of yeah the xbox so we never had yeah i never had an xbox any of those things so we had a playstation 2 uh, again sort of you know saving scrimping bought these things ourselves and um but this was sort of the, this was kind of when i started to really detach myself from gaming um um sort of sadly i sort of got through my GCSEs and went to university, sort of got a job and went to university. And I just sort of really fell out of it um, because I was uh, drunk for quite a lot of it. And, (laughs) you know, this is when you sort of discover going out and clubbing. And uh, like I say, I mean, because I was a pretty severe nerd, but I was still, you know, I was sort of uh, getting dragged out going clubbing and doing all those sort of things rather than um, being home playing games and that sort of thing. So um, after the GameCube and the PlayStation 2, I really fell out of it. I was out of playing video games for, I think, um, I want to say a solid eight or nine years. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, because, you know, um, the, the PlayStation 2 era, the play- I basically didn't play games very much at all, if at all, the whole PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 era. Um, Because, I I mean, because it's one of those things of, it, it just kind of wasn't a thing that, um i was doing i mean because i was i sort of re-embraced nerd culture sort of uh, doing my own thing and sort of you know all the pressure of school and that like social stuff and university and all that social stuff kind of goes away so you sort of feel what comes in your old skin so you know i was um i was fine sort of embracing my nerddom but just because i'd fallen out of gaming so for so long i just didn't go back to it and say so my brother played it, you know, moved on from the PS2 to the PS3. So we had a PS3 at home. And, you know, I was, I mean, it was the thing of, I would just sit and watch him play games. You know, it, it, this is when I was still, before I moved out, this is when I was still living in my parents' uh, place. So, um, you know, just of an evening come home from work and have dinner with the, with the family and then, you know, retire of the evening and, you know, maybe uh, go and read or do something or just go and hang out with my brother and um, I'd watch him play. Metal Gear or something like, you know, uh, Metal Gear Solid, I think it was, you know, three and stuff like that. Um, so I still could, kind, of, kind of was in touch with gaming. For, so I sort of knew vaguely sort of what was out and what was, what was new, what was cool. Yeah. But um, I wasn't playing it. Um, uh, so I was sort of doing other things, but then when I, tur- I want to say I was about, uh, it, was, I think it was about sort of 29, 30 um so i i felt like again it was that i felt like i'd missed out um but I physically couldn't play games because this is when I my I had an elbow injury which persisted. I'd end up having two surgeries on it. I couldn't physically hold a controller for any length of time comfortably. Um, so once that healed and I had my second surgery and it was all fine and I was back up and running, I was like, I want to play games again. I miss it. i have so many cool games and this is the like YouTube was starting to get bigger and bigger and gaming on youtube was getting bigger and bigger and i was watching um lots of different channels and going oh man you know there's so many cool things i haven't played and i was like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna get back into it um so I had a Wii, which was which was bought for me um for my birthday um you know but that was sort of mostly because we fit had come out and it was sort of Uh, a cool way to obviously try and it was sort of being touted as a thing you know play games get in shape and do all these sort of things and I was like okay well you know it seems fun but obviously that wasn't as much as it's cracked up to be as i've uh, as i've talked about on the pot on gaming news before but um yeah i remember so getting back into games that way and the other thing is was, was that we had the virtual console on it so you go back and play all these cool old games that you might have missed so you know playing castlevania and um link to the past and um you could get say the first paper mario you could get on the on the virtual console and uh, yeah so going back and playing those games um again um and this is when the and also that time i got a nintendo ds as well
0: i I was going to ask you if you ever returned to handheld gaming
1: I did. Um, so about this time as well, I had a Nintendo DS. So, uh, but this is when I sort of discovered puzzle gaming, like text puzzle gaming. So obviously you have all your action games for the for the handheld, but I really got into the Professor Layton games.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And uh, the Phoenix Wright games and those sort of things. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed those. Um, and sort of stuck with those kind of, kind of games. Actually, I never really got into the, um, the kind of the action games or I've mean, never really went into Pokemon at all. But, um, for the, for the handheld. Yeah, uh, definitely those sort of, those sort of games. Are, I mean, especially the first, the first professor Layton game, I, I rinsed. Absolutely. And i played it through several times again, <laughs> still rinsing games even now. Um, so yeah, I had the Wii for a bit, and um, obviously the whole uh, um, on the whole Wii fit incident and just shredded my knee playing it. Um, so that kind of went in my bad books for a while, and um, I thought. Uh, Say, say, watching YouTube videos and looking at games I really wanted to play and I was like, oh man, I really want to play like all this Left 4 Dead and um, like Half-Life and Portal and um, all those kind of Valve games I thought were super cool and Fallout and all these things that people were playing and talking about and I was like I really feel like I'm, I'm missing something here so I put a Facebook message up saying anyone got an Xbox 360 they don't want anymore and lo and behold, one Mr. Boz
0: really? got in touch
1: and said, I've got one. Do you want it for 60 quid? And I've got a couple of games as well, or I've got a game as well you can have with it. So I bought a few years ago. How many years ago was it? So three years ago, I think it's 2013. I got back into playing proper consoles and I've got Boz to thank for it because he sold me his whole 360. Um, so... Uh, cracked on happily with that so um i think the first you know the first sort of games i played so left for dead one and two so actually the nice thing about essentially sitting out a whole generation is i was able to go back and essentially just cherry pick all the really awesome stuff from
0: yeah you didn't have to go back in
1: retrospect
0: yeah you didn't have to live through all the guff when it came out that's the advantage of it i suppose yeah
1: (laughs) And also, a lot of the you know these games aren't half price because the the 360 only had about a year left when I was um, getting into it. So games were pretty cheap, um, or you know they were just starting, You know the last wave of releases were coming out. So um, the uh, so Tomb Raider, the, the the Xbox exclusive Tomb Raider that came out, yeah, um, got onto that. Uh, Wolfenstein the New Order uh, so Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas um, yeah, and, uh, and Assassin's Creed um, yeah so I mean being able to just sort of go and then cherry pick like the best of the best out of, the genera- out of that generation it, it unfortunately gives you a bit of rose tinted specs about the about that generation because I've really just sort of played the, the coolest stuff
0: it, it wasn't a bad generation to be honest, it, it was there was some loads of good stuff. I mean, mm. like the, all the stuff you've mentioned, really. Um, but it's it st- I don't know. It's still recent enough that I, I don't know if any major classics are starting to shine through yet. Um, mm. Just sort of the beginning of ongoing franchises like, you yeah. You know, I think Call of Duty really got into its own on the Xbox and PS3 because that's when you when you commonly had that Internet Connectivity and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. it it was it was a good console generation. It, yeah. it really was. Um, and
1: <clears throat> I think I think I favoured the, the Xbox over the the um, the PlayStation. I really want to play those Valve games, and they're on the 360. They're not on the yeah. the PS3. So um, that's why I I lent towards the 360, even though, say, my brother was a sort of ardent PlayStation man. Um, so uh that's kind of how i ended up with that but um yeah it was it was um that thing of like I, I, but it was odd enough i was still playing i'd I sort of regressed back because i was playing it on the one tv we had um we only had a tv um when we in the house of, uh, when i moved in with my now husband yeah um we only had a telly didn't have two and we just don't have one in the bedroom we just don't it's not a thing we do so um it's um it, i was still you know <laughs> begging for time on the console it was like t- took me back to being a kid again <laughs> like no we're watching prior but mom i want to play no <laughs> Row Show is on shut up
0: <laughs> yeah you um, gotta get that second tv yeah
1: you had to get the second tv which when we moved we did so the old t- I mean once again i'm back to being a kid of the old tv came up into the back room and we got a new tv for downstairs and so i'm pl- i'm still playing games on the old tv um i hope you know things haven't changed in 20 years i suppose so uh, yeah it was um Uh, I think sort of unfortunately with again sort of talking about my personality I kind of got into achievement hunting a bit because you said at the top of the show that you sort of noticed that I play the hell out of games and the I mean you know PlayStation's got trophies um, but I think the Xbox sort of tickles me because it's like got a number with it yeah and you want to the sort of the thing of more number more because i don't know what it is you just want to make that, that number increase and i do so the, the idea of more trophies doesn't really doesn't really tickle that little primal lizard brain bit like a number does in my brain i don't know why so um yeah it was uh, it, it was 360 or bust for me so played the absolute hell out of a lot of uh, some really cool games that I've gone back and been able to enjoy. Um, but the problem was like um, going back and saying, Hey, you guys, have you played this Assassin's Creed game? It's great. And they're like, yeah, we played it three years ago. You fucking loser when it came <laughs> out. <laughs> so um, it's kind of that thing of, of like, I suppose it's like box sets now. Cause no one watches TV when it goes out, everyone just buys the box set. So you feel like that person in your office who turns out and goes fuck me Have you seen that breaking bad and you're like mate where have you been for three years um
0: i'm, I'm still going through this with gamecube games have you hmm. seen luigi's mansion like really okay yeah exactly like, oh, it's amazing though yeah we knew that 20 years ago rich that's why we said get a gamecube you got an Xbox, like some smart ass.
1: <laughs> you know what? I, I don't feel. You know, I don't. I. It, it was a big. It was a big field then. I mean, you had a choice of four. So uh, how how are you to know which? You know, if you plump for one, it's gonna be gonna be. I mean, but you know, Xbox had amazing things. I mean, you had like Knights of the Old Republic.
0: Oh yeah, it was. Um, they, they all had great things. Um yeah. That that's. I, I think that's why I've ended up with one of each of them now um because there there is a reason for that that mm. that you do need all three of them uh to play all the good stuff from the era because there were still some great console exclusives but especially for the gamecube i suppose because there you're getting all the first party nintendo stuff so it, it's not it's not even just a tale of the old nintendos it's a tale of the old marios that you haven't played and the old zeldas that you haven't played yet and mm. that sort of thing um which again is how it found a place on the shelf, plus that controller, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, but I think this is the first time in my life ever I've had, had the ability to have more games than I've uh, it, sort of a game in hand, so to speak, because I've always sort of growing up, you know, it's like the one game and then you put that game back and that's all the game. uh especially going going back to a to a, a, a near a near end of end of its life console um it's like did you see that these games are five quid amazing i, I think that's the them. best
0: time to get a console <laughs> yeah like don't get a ps4 now get one in three years because then every game will be a fiver mm. and you can get well, especially, all of them. With,
1: well, especially with playstation because their the life cycle seems um pretty sort of pretty long so i think that there's There's kind of a lot of capacity to to have a long life with it though as well. So I don't know, but um, I'm I'm sort of now I've had a 360. That's when I decided to move on to the one Um, because I I'd sort of my my brain was sort of retrained enough to be able to use a, a controller properly, and my reaction speed was sort of good enough to play games again. I mean, there's some games I just can't do anymore because i think because i had a long layoff and because of my my injury and stuff like that i can't button mash anymore okay so any games any games at all that have got a lot of button mashing in them i can't i mean because there's things i'd like to bayonetta and lollipop chainsaw and those sort of games i just can't do them because i just cannot move my fingers quickly enough to be able to do it and then even if i could any sort if i do that if i'm mashing things for 10 minutes. You forget about it I mean I'm gonna to have to put my elbow on ice so um uh there there are some games I just can't play but there's so many things that are cool that I can play so um I've sort of got into I will tell you what sort of shocked me actually going back to it for for a long time is kind of how bad I'd become at some things that I'd done extremely easily right. so like thing like shooters like things that require aim aim shoot things yeah um couldn't it took me i i, I it, it shocked me how profoundly bad i was at wolfenstein for instance um when i when i first got it um it took me a long time to kind of practice enough to get anywhere near competent aid to get through the game even on the easiest levels because it was say like I, I, it, it, I was sort of used to um uh, games that you didn't see the end of but now that um now you just sort of expect to be able to get through games entirely um unless you've sort of gone for the explicitly hard things yeah um so especially when you go back and watch you you watch videos on YouTube people doing it easy and you think well bloody what can i do it and sort of realizing that you can't just stand there and you know tank damage you have to get in cover and things like that and your your health isn't going to come back magically you've got to go and do this other thing so it was it was kind of a, sort of a bit of a shock initially to to work out kind of how modern shooters worked sort of practically playing them not just watching someone else do it so i know that sounds stupid but um it, it took a while to get used to them and now they're sort of I'm not a huge fan of cover-based shooters, but a lot of games that I end up playing are those sort of games. And um, But I, I, while I was thinking about the, what I was going to talk about in the show, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of people like me, women in their 30s, who are coming back to gaming now after long gaps. I'm sure I'm not the only one because I read somewhere that the biggest demographic of gamers now are women in their 30s.
0: Really? I, didn't, yeah, I apparently, hadn't heard that but it,
1: well, it's the biggest growing one or something like that because it's people, me. because it's people who just like me who grew up in playing console games as kids and enjoying the hell out of them and now that they're older and like that sort of stigma of oh you know go, women don't, girls don't do this you know this is a boy thing and there's so much cool, so many cool stories out there, um, and it's there's so many different types of games that you can play now. Um, so if if um, you know this sort of shooter stuff doesn't appeal, there's Sims and there's puzzle games and there's RPGs and there's so many different flavors of games now. Because sometimes when I was a kid, it just sort of felt like there was just you know gun games and platformers and that was kind of it. Um, but now there's so there's it, all sort of like this whole huge world out there of, of gaming and so many different things. There will be like like a like a genre that really suits you. Yeah. And there is a whole range of stuff you can get. This is, and I think that uh, fundamentally, I think gaming is much more affordable now. I mean, we obviously we've talked about it, sort of the loot crate bullshit and you know the Xbox One X cost five hundred quid, but a PlayStation and a bundle of games is an incredibly affordable thing now and i think a lot of people are going back to it
0: yeah yeah i i, I actually blame mobile phones for a lot of it that they've sort of you, you've put a machine that will play games in a lot of people's pockets now these aren't mm. great games in my opinion but they might be enough to push someone over the edge who missed games and didn't realise they missed games, and that mm. kind of thing. There, there is, in many ways, I feel like we're in a golden age of gaming. But then I felt like that since nineteen eighty three, so uh, it's <laughs> it's difficult to define. It, it feels like games have just always gotten better, and so yeah. right now we're in a better age of gaming than we was than we were when I started talking, and it, it just keeps rolling forward uh so and, and i think that games are definitely becoming more uh, or, or now are a mainstream thing
1: oh yeah absolutely i think there's a there's a hell of a lot of it's sort of adults who still play games as because uh, it's not regard it's you know you sort of moved almost into this idea of like this is like a a, a big sort of a, a movie or box set that i interact with um, rather than, you know, I, I put on Netflix and I sit down and I take in a, a narrative. Um, this is a thing that I can, I'm interacting with it and I control it to a point. So um, it, it's, it's it, I don't want to say it's more fun, but I think it's now been put in that same bracket as TV and movies. Yeah. Rather than it being, um, uh, you know, just sort of a separate kind of entertainment thing it's, it's, it's now gone in the same space because games are so much so mo- much more cinematic now I mean, if you take something like from the late sh- last year so say like, something like The Last of Us um, which essentially is a mini series that you press buttons during
0: yes it is yes um, but Alison seemed to like it um, that's me kind of saying I get that they're gorgeous but I'm not necessarily a fan of that type of game myself
1: i think i I think that it's um it those sort of games are an excellent kind of transition point from someone who misses games wanting to go back to them but they're used to like i say just sort of box setting stuff on netflix you can frame it as sort of like you know like i say this is an interactive mini series that has the same sort of highs lows writing story Mood as a, a, a TV show or because I think that people who've been out of gaming for a long time then come back you, you just still, you still think of games as like a little ephemeral thing you know you pick it up for a while and then you put it back down and don't think about it um, whereas now that they're, they're not like that at all
0: oh god no yeah absolutely well that, that kind of brings us up to date
1: it does, yeah. I mean, I sort of feel a bit bad because I missed out uh, kind of a big generation that I think that people have spent a lot of, lot of time talking about, but I just didn't play games then. But I'm so glad I play games now because um, I'm able to go back and enjoy all this stuff that I missed. And now I'm, now I'm playing games um, sort of regularly and I'm in the current generation getting to enjoy things and be excited about games coming out again and... Um, uh being able to go and uh, actually buy games and keep them and uh buy games for later on which i was never able to do before um and have more than two games in my house which is cool yeah. um which i still think is quite novel um so i've got uh, one two three i've got sort of uh, so four four little shelves with games on um and i, st- I still think i sometimes i walk past and think oh that's a lot of games I'm a lucky girl. Um, but I know compared to a lot of people that's time not I haven't really got much over there, but, um, yeah. Um, my little collection makes me, uh, makes me quite happy. So, um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very glad I got back into it and obviously it's, it's, uh, meant that I get to do other cool stuff as well with Simpsons. Okay? But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, even if we weren't doing any of this stuff, I'd still be playing a bunch of games and, and talking about them on Facebook and staying up far too late and, playing games all night and uh and uh it, actually as well it was a cool thing i managed to do a cool thing for charity as well this year playing games oh yeah all you
0: did didn't you i you did had yeah your, uh, um, 24 hour playathon.
1: i did i played games for 24 straight hours for for uh, comic relief this year as well which um you know it, it's perfect because i get to raise money for charity and not have to do anything like run or God, yeah you know, sit in a bath of, um, you know, like uh, beans or uh, shave my head or anything like that. I can just sit and do something I was probably going to do anyway and, and uh, get to, and raise money for charity. So, uh, yeah, that was a cool experience um, being able to do that. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, uh, it's one of the things I'm, I'm very glad I went back to. Um, and, uh, yeah, long may it continue. So, looking forward to sort of always looking forward to what comes next with games. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, we'll
0: see. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending that time and and telling us all about your gaming history. Uh, Audience, if you want to check Emma out on Simply Syndicated Gaming News with me and Mike every Thursday, we do it on Wednesday. You don't hear it till Thursday. That's when we do that. But also the greatest show in the galaxy, which is all about Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're
1: coming up on our 100th episode that's coming up soon. God, has it been Uh, that
0: long? Yes, I it had has. I have no idea.
1: Yeah, so wow. we recorded we recorded number ninety eight uh, the other day. So our hundredth episode is gonna drop uh, before Christmas, which is cool. So we will. So is a little preview, a little sneak preview for people to be listening. So we plan to uh, do uh, review the episode that gave us our name so there is a, there is a serial called the greatest show in the galaxy so uh, which is where we got the the name for the podcast from so we will be reviewing that so uh yeah really looking forward to it and uh, hope we do another 100 after that
0: yeah me too awesome Right then, everybody. So there it is. You know what to do. Go on over to slash everything. Sign up to support this network with just £6 a month. Get all our shows ad free, etc., etc., including gaming news and uh, the greatest show in the galaxy. Quite a claim, but it really is just that good. <laughs> it was. Do you know what I it was? I, th- I seem to remember, and you might be able to correct me on this, that the choosing of the name was quite a last minute offhand kind of thing
1: uh of. i mean because we (laughs) me and mike uh, um this is the other mike Mike mikeo i can only podcast with people called mike apparently yes someone called mike has to be on the on the show so um mike from that show we we sat and had like a a, i don't want to call it like a production meeting but we sat and had a chat before we started the show and i had written a big list of names of things um i've still got the list somewhere actually of all the um the possible uh, titles for the show and while we were on the call mike literally is in the same room as his doctor who dvds when he records so he turned around and looked at his list of um, uh, he looked at his shelf full of dvds and went what about the greatest show in the galaxy and i was like fucking sold that's it yeah. <laughs> we got it that's it why did i spend any time writing a list you could have just looked at your bloody shelf so um that was that's the sort of uh the story of how we, we came by it so um yeah and i like that every time we talk about it you say quite a claim so um <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> it's great though right everybody yeah. you take care we'll see you another time Bye bye